August 28th. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, we're going to be reading here from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 17, where it talks about fragrance. Paul described a Roman triumph, the official parade given to a victorious general when he returned to Rome. The incense carried by the priests meant life to the Roman soldiers, but death to the prisoners who would end up in the arena with the wild beasts. You know, Christ has conquered, and we are privileged to march in His triumphal procession. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. August 28th, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Well, when I, Paul, came to the city of Troas to preach the good news of Christ, the Lord gave me tremendous opportunities. But I couldn't rest because my dear brother Titus hadn't yet arrived with a report from you. So I said goodbye and went on to Macedonia to find him. But thanks be to God who made us his captives and leads us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now, wherever we go, He uses us to tell others about the Lord and to spread the good news like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a fragrance presented by Christ to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those being saved and by those perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a fearful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? You see, we are not like those hucksters, and there are many of them who preach just to make money. We preach God's message with sincerity and with Christ's authority. And we know that the God who sent us is watching us. What is integrity? Integrity is hard to define. In the dictionary, it is defined as sticking to the moral and ethical principles. In everyday life, integrity is defined as being honest and trustworthy. If we base integrity off these two definitions, we end up living our lives based on a moral truth of our choosing and hoping others see us as trustworthy and right. Both of these definitions are right, yet at the same time incomplete. Integrity is also so much more True integrity is simple as this, living and speaking based on what God says is right. Integrity means basing our words and actions off His principles and truth. Why is it based off God's set of principles? He is the author of everything right and true. When we live our lives claiming that God is our creator, we have to understand that He created us to live based on His standards of truth. He created us to receive our moral and ethical principles from Him. Any other place we find our values of truth is a man-made opinion and therefore not true integrity. His truth is the only thing that will lead us to the life of integrity. 
So, living with integrity means saying yes to what God says is right and good, no matter the consequences. Integrity is more precious than riches and more important than our comfort. Identifying and believing that God's word is the only standard by which to evaluate and develop our core values is the first step in developing integrity. Determine today to start opening your heart to a lifestyle of knowing what integrity is and where it comes from. Psalm 42, verses 1 through 11. The refrain here, Why are you cast down, O my soul, ties these two psalms together. Why was the writer so depressed? Well, for one thing, God seemed far from him in his hour of need. He felt like a thirsty deer in the desert, searching for water. But the Lord, you know, is never far away. He is near even when you do not recognize him. The writer's depression was aggravated because he looked back at the so-called good old days. He longed to return to Jerusalem and minister in the temple. You know, sometimes retirement or a change of residence will make people depressed. The older we get, the less we enjoy change. Oswald Chambers wrote, When a man gets to despair, he knows that all his thinking will never get him out. He will only get out by the sheer creative effort of God. Consequently, uh, he is uh, in the right attitude to receive from God that which he cannot gain for himself. Psalm 42, verses 1 through 11. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. As the deer pants for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food. While my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking, as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshippers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks. It was the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember your kindness. From Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar, I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. Through each day, the Lord pours His unfailing love upon me, and through each night, I sing His songs, praying to God who gives me life. O oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forsaken me? Why must I wander in darkness oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts 
pierce me like a fatal wound. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Proverbs 22, verse 7. Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Proverbs 22, verse 7.